Welcome to Honestly Haunted. to Honestly Haunted. We're your hosts, Erin Grogan and Abby Chowning. This week, we are taking a deep dive into some Slavic folklore and mythology. While we have covered almost all the Slavic countries that are a part of the EU, we still have two more on our list before this season of Honestly Haunted comes to a close. That's right, and we wanted to take a closer look at some of the mythological creatures that have left sizable impacts on these regions and cultures. So, as any good scholars would do, we are going to define some terms before we get too far ahead of ourselves. So, the term Slavic people, or Slavs, can be divided into three subgroups based on geography and linguistics. West Slavs are considered from the countries of Poland, Czech Republic, and Slovakia while East Slavs are located in Russia, Belarus, and Ukraine. And South Slavs are considered from the countries of Croatia, Bosnia, and Herzegovina, Serbia, Bulgaria, North Macedonia, Montenegro, and Slovenia. We understand that there may be a lot of nuance in so simply classifying these countries as Slavic, and we certainly don't mean to paint anything in black and white when it comes to cultural and ethnic diversity within these vastly different nations. But understanding the connection they have as far as heritage, culture, and even language is something that is deeply fascinating, especially in the realm of mythological figures. The closest thing we can equate these mythological connections to would be like the similarities between the gods, goddesses, and creatures of Greek and Roman mythology. They borrowed, or some might say stole, and adapted from each other, and typically just the name of the deity would change, but their power, scope, and influence remained unchanged from place to place. Since this week's episode is focused on the country of Slovakia, we will be looking at mythological creatures and legends that stem from the ancient stories out of this region specifically. But like we mentioned, many of these creatures and myths are common throughout Slavic lore and take on different names and appearances based on which country you're in. However, after our research for this episode, we found that Slovakia's connection to these legends, myths, and creatures has a truly unique spin compared to its neighbors. As you will see, vengeance is a very common thread through each of these legends, and the disrespect of nature is something that will not be tolerated, which is really fascinating to us for sure. So there are seven main creatures in Slovakian folklore that come up over and over, and we're going to tell you a little bit about each of them. And right out of the gate, we have Baba Yaga. Baba Yaga. (laughs) So often described as a monstrous old hag who lives in a reclusive hut in the woods, but her home is usually described as being surrounded by tall fences that have human skulls impaled on the top. I mean... Doesn't yours? <laughs> it's, it's called fashion, honey. It's called couture. <laughs> Look it up. Where have you been living under a stupid rock? <laughs> Tales about her usually include that she can fly and always carries her mortar and pestle with her so that she can easily grind up the bones of her victims, which are usually disobedient children, before she cooks and eats them. There are countless tales about Baba Yaga, and while many paint her as a vicious witch hell-bent on torturing and eating helpless victims, there are even more stories about her assisting the downtrodden against a greater evil. 
The evildoers in these stories are those who put themselves in positions of power and then abuse that power, typically by abusing people or nature. And Baba Yaga just doesn't stand for that kind of disrespect. In these situations, while she is certainly not painted as the hero, she is more typically portrayed as a trickster or a reluctant helper. Baba Yaga is said to be a guardian of the underworld, and she lives right on the boundary between the land of the living and the realm of the dead. Next on our list is the Rusalka. These seemingly harmless water nymphs are anything but, of course. Not to be confused with a siren, these creatures are synonymous with revenge and death. The Rusalka lure young men into the water and drown them. A Rusalki is said to be born when a woman is drowned by a man, most typically by a lover. Her soul cannot be released of the Rusalki curse until her death is avenged. She is angered when her home in the water is disturbed or disrespected. There are three ways to help free a Rusalka's soul. Well, four technically. The first obvious one being... Don't drown people. Yeah, that, you shouldn't have <laughs> to say it, but just to get it out there, if you don't drown people, you don't have to then worry about you don't have to, You don't have to worry. But the other three are to learn the Rasulka's real name and remind her of who she was in life. Secondly, you can find and confront the man who murdered her and help bring him to justice. And finally, you can kiss her and give her an example of love and compassion that she never knew in life. True love's kiss. True love's kiss. Next, we have the leshy, which is kind of fun and gross to say at the same time, and we don't really know why. It's just a mouse, mouth, mouth feel. It's like fleshy. Fleshy. Flesh. The leshy are woodland spirits that take the form of a giant man with tangled green hair that looks a bit like moss and skin that resembles the bark of a tree. He is known as a guardian of the forest and is known to unleash horrible rage against those who defile or damage the woods in any way. Sightings of him are as rare as basically Bigfoot is here in North America. Bigfoot! Bigfoot! With, but with hundreds and thousands of acres of dense and dark forest throughout Eastern Europe, the leshy have plenty of places to hide. There are dozens of stories of those who have claimed to see him. People say he gets close when a campfire is left unattended in the woods for too long. And if campers leave trash, he's known to follow them through the woods, pelting them with it <laughs> continuously until they dispose of it properly. Which I love. Which is so funny. I just Pack up that. your trash. <laughs> hey. <laughs> he makes himself known by laughing and whistling as he roams through the trees. While he can be frightening to those that don't take care of the woods, he is known to cry out in horrible pain whenever someone cuts down a tree. His spirit is said to reunite lost children to their families if they lose their way in the woods, and he is known to bestow gifts to people who take special care of the forest. Campers in Slovakia have claimed to find beautiful edible mushrooms that have sprouted up in their campsite overnight when only poisonous or non-edible mushrooms have been seen in the area. Beautiful birds gravitate to their campsites, and closer interactions with wildlife, who appear to be completely undisturbed by their presence, are also common gifts the leshy will bestow on thoughtful campers. Fourth on our list are the Alkanost. These benevolent versions of the Greek siren are said to possess the body of a bird and the head of a woman. Unlike her Greek counterpart, her beautiful song does not lure people to their deaths, but fills them with unfounded joy and peace. She is said to be a creature of the underworld, but will enter the world of the living to lay her eggs by the sea. 
As her eggs hatch and enter into the waters of the world, their presence is believed to cause massive thunderstorms. So while she doesn't directly contribute to the deaths of sailors with her beautiful songs, her thunderstorm-inducing eggs might do the trick. Which is quite the flex. Yeah, her eggs did it. (laughs) (laughs) Moving right along, (laughs) next we have the Bannock. A Bannock is a gnome-like creature that likes to hang out in the sauna. Honestly, same. Same. Same Bannock. <laughs> Bannocks have long beards. Not same. We don't have long beards. But they run around and <laughs> they run around naked, which... Same. Uh, you know, depending. <laughs> no. <laughs> but they have long beards and like to run around quite naked. Uh, and they love to live behind the stove or of the benches of a well-functioning hot sauna during the terribly cold Slovakian winters. I mean, maybe they should also put some clothes on. That would help. Anyway, Bannocks are known to bite or scratch patrons of the sauna if they don't observe proper etiquette or rules. If you take too long in the shower, you're going to get bitten. If you leave the water running too long, scratched. If you show up to the sauna drunk and make a scene, you are most definitely going to be bitten by a Bannock. Yeah, apparently they really hate it when drunkards show up to the sauna. But it is said that if you show up sober-minded and at peace, a Bannock who is gifted with the knowledge of the future will bestow the gift of foresight upon you, and you will experience good luck. The legends of the Bannock are so widely accepted that the traditional use for the sauna as a general rule is that you may enter the sauna only three times. On the fourth turn, the Bannock must have his turn alone inside the sauna. <laughs> so, like, people really won't. they like, I, love I only went in three times, but the Bannock has the fourth time allowed for them only, so I won't go back in. <laughs> Our sixth creature on this list is the Voidianoi. And this creature has a particular grip on the people of Slovakia. The Void Yanoi are malevolent, water-dwelling spirits. Yes, they really enjoy dragging people into the river or ocean to drown them. Descriptions about the appearance and behavior of Void Yanois are incredibly detailed. Like, we have never seen a cryptid or monster explained in such arduous detail. Described as a naked old man with a frog-like face, greenish beard, long matted hair, and his body is always covered in algae and moss. He displays black fish scales on his back and has webbed feet and hands. Really paints a picture, doesn't it? I mean, it got like old Greg vibes. Oh my gosh. (laughs) It is absolutely old Old Greg. Greg. You have a drink bellies from a shoe. (laughs) Easy now for the little man peach. The little man peach. (laughs) Do you love me? Do you think you could learn to to love love me? me? (laughs) Oh man. This this could turn into an old Greg quote podcast. Quote quote along. Quote along. Shall we? Yeah. I'm old Greg. (laughs) I'm old Greg. I don't rightly know, sir. I actually sound like old Greg this week. It's like everybody in their mom who got sick over Thanksgiving, like me, I sound like this. So hopefully I'll be back to normal soon. But this is as close as you can get to Bailey's without getting your eyes all wet. (laughs) You ever drink Bailey's from a shoe? <laughs> oh man, I love old Greg so much. We do much. love old Greg. But uh, unlike old anyway, Greg, the yeah. body Illinois is actually malevolent and uh, not so nice. Well, old Greg's not so nice either. Well, yeah, but he doesn't drown people. I mean, he does kill people. 
There's okay. the fissure at the top oh, of the may- ceiling. Maybe it's actually a really perfect Yeah, I think parallel. this might be old Greg. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, additional where they, details. Where they differ here. Additional details is that he possesses a fish's tail and eyes that burn like red hot coals. He usually rides along the river on a splintered log and makes loud splashing noises before he attacks his prey. Locals are said to speak with great respect to Vodia noise. They are sometimes referred to as grandfather or forefather in an attempt to keep them placated. Avoidinoi is said to emerge when the souls of wicked people are denied entry to heaven and hell. They dwell beneath the water by day, but at night they can roam the shores of the river where they hunt for people and even animals to drown. Voidunois are also known to damage buildings that are built along the riverside. Water mills and dams are frequently damaged in some places along the riverbanks. Voidunois are said to hate humanity and anything built by man. In the late 1500s, it is said that Voidunois were responsible for taking local villagers down into the underworld to be their slaves. Dozens of people had gone missing near the river and no bodies had ever been located. Locals began to make sacrifices of livestock, fish, and honey to the Vodianois to appease them, and within a fortnight, the bodies of the missing people began to rise to the surface of the river. While still deceased, the Vodianois would not use them as slaves any longer. The most famous Vodianois is believed to roam in Bratislava, Slovakia, in a popular town square. What do you know about Bratislava? Have you ever watched the movie Europe Trip? Yeah, Eurotrip. yeah, Eurotrip. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bratislava! I forgot that. Wow. We only have a nickel. <laughs> <laughs> that unlocked a very well-hidden memory. You kissed your sister, sister man! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I gotta dig that one out. But unlike Eurotrip, the, the story here is that one of the town squares in Bratislava, there is an ornate water fountain in the center of the square. The fountain depicts three boys playing with ducks around them. The legend of the fountain says that the boys had taken their pet ducks down to the Danube River and left them there to graze and swim. A Vodianoi named Zelniayek actually befriended the boys since they took such good care of their ducks and promised to take them to the bottom of the river to show them his treasure. Mm, which, don't, don't follow any man who wants to show his treasure sh- to you, kids. Who looks like old Greg. Especially one who looks like old Greg. You know me. You've seen my downstairs mix-up. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what he told him. <laughs> exactly. I don't know why, but this episode is just like bringing back all of the things that I quoted all the time in like 2009. <laughs> old Greg and Eurotrip. <laughs> I think it speaks. The girls never came. The girls never came. I think it just speaks that the mythology of Slavic culture is very far reaching. I think that's what it it speaks to. Because it's just bringing out some old memories. It really is. So when the boys returned to the surface and began to tell all their friends about the treasure below, each one turned into stone. And their ducks did as well. Why take it out on the ducks? ducks? They didn't do nothing. The fountain was said to be built as an homage to the boys and, of course, their ducks. So sad, sad duck fountain. Sad duck fountain. And finally, the last one on our list is a goodie. To close us out, the last mythological creature that claims its roots from the Slav is the vampire. (laughs) We have been so pleased with the amount of vampire lore that has creeped up on us in this haunted EU tour. Oh yes, it's been quite a treat. But the Slavic origin of the vampire is much more grotesque than we were expecting. 
unlike the sophisticated, glamorous, sexy, sparkly vampire counterparts we've come to know, Slavic vampires could not be further from that narrative. They are described as vicious demons, creatures that roamed the forests of Slovakia, Poland, and Slovenia at night and hunted their prey like animals. They did not meticulously drink the blood of their victims, but rather ripped their throats out and mutilated their bodies. These creatures were said to be created not by being bitten by another vampire, but by dying an unnatural death, like suicide, murder, or death in the process of doing something sacrilegious. It was said that someone who had been excommunicated might also rise from the grave as a vampire. Whether or not the legend of the vampire did start with the Slavs, we're not totally sure. But we can safely say that the preferred means of killing a vampire did start with the Slavs. Yep, it can be proven that the whole stake through the heart or head was definitely their idea. So way to go, Slavs. Thank you, guys. Thank you. We needed that information. Absolutely foolproof <laughs> means of disposing of a vampire. So with yeah. that, we've got... I a lot of critters yeah. to discuss and i love a good cryptid yeah so and all of them i guess what maybe the exception exception of a vampire do kind of fall in that cryptid realm i would say so or would you consider I mean, a vampire call, a cryptid i would call a vampire cryptid i think but it's technically well, i guess it's kind of human it's human so I, I guess it's not. It's more demonic, I guess. Yeah, because it's like it doesn't. Uh, vampires are supposed to not have a soul, right? Right. So that takes basically whatever component of it that was human, other than a physical appearance, kind of out of the equation. I would guess would be a good summation. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess vampires are more with like. I think I think an argument could be made that they're a cryptid, but I think we probably wouldn't consider like zombies a cryptid. Mm -mm. So I think we're more in that realm because they're yeah. like reanimated humans. Because it, it has to indicate that they had not the Slavic necessarily vampire, because that it paints them that they almost like turn into a creature or an animal, right? Because they died unnaturally in, in that description. So I don't know. That's something we'll. So we'll circle. Because I'm thinking now, I'm also like, what are other things? So obviously, we wouldn't consider ghosts cryptids, right? No. So ghosts, vampires, zombies, Frankenstein's, are yeah. Like those are probably or a werewolf. I would consider a werewolf. Yeah, cryptid. I would too. Yeah. After saying it out loud, I was like, yeah, mummy. Mummy. Yes, mummy cryptid. is, a, is oh, not, not a cryptid. Not a cryptid. Not a cryptid. We're defining in trailblazing some terms here. We, we are trailblazers for <laughs> sure. <Both> shows. <laughs> but I would say the rest of this list. So Baba Yaga, she's described well, witch-like. Witch. But in I wouldn't most, call a witch a cryptid. No, but it, but it also she's described in a lot of lore, mostly in, on as a in her Russian counterparts yeah. of Legends of Her, to have the legs of like a chicken or a bird. You know, and I do I did know that. That's, so she. That, I can see the image of that. So that makes her more so, yeah. cryptid. That does make her cryptid. And yeah. then um, everything else pretty much on the list. So we've got Baba Yaga and then Rasalka. So like water nymph cryptid. But it's, it was funny like reading up all the stories on the Rasalka because it was like, they're not sirens. They're not. They're not <laughs> sirens. But then it was like, but they, they do like to drown but, men. But they do they, have siren-like qualities. And they're, they're pretty and they like to drown men. You know, but they're not they, sirens. So they actually remind me more of sulkies than sirens. Oh, ah, yeah. They, in fact, like 
it sounds very similar to the Selkie myth because Selkies are also women who like they come onto land and they are women mm-hmm. and then like if a man has their coat they can they control them yeah yeah and so it's very much the same vein of like men some kind of violence and control over women mm-hmm. within, like embedded in this myth in that they're created out of a violence towards yeah, the woman yeah which is very common to a lot of Japanese legend yeah. as well that like when someone is murdered or like and killed in such a violent way a grudge you mm-hmm. know is created yeah. but this sounds like almost like a vengeful spirit. Yeah. But she can be swayed, apparently, to, to not exist anymore, which is kind of interesting. But yeah, that is interesting, too. It's it's very, um... It's, it's very, like, women's lit, like... Yeah. Research about the, the like, metaphor it behind is. that. Yeah. But my, my favorite thing through all of these, with maybe the exception... Well, the vampire goddess kind of go into it, but all of these, we talked about like a theme of vengeance through yeah. through all of them, but it's also a sense of like protection of nature. Nature, yes. Which is so, like we, we talk a lot of these, like Baba Yaga sometimes is told like as a warning to children. Like if you're a disobedient child, Baba Yaga's going mean, to come get you. This, this is especially Baba Yaga sounds like, you know, the Hansel and Gretel. It does. And there's actually stories of her like luring children to her home to yeah. eat them, but then they're rescued like at the last minute. Um so hers is very reminiscent of that. And it almost sounds like a, a warning a parent would tell a, chi- a child, like, don't mess up. But it's also, like, she said she's more likely to go for children who are being, like, disrespectful yeah. in the woods. Rosalka, if you disturb the water or are being... I'm good. <clears throat> uh, if you disturb her home or disturb the water or are, like, polluting the water or doing anything that's more likely to agitate her, then we get... So the Leshy, Leshy like, who literally full... follows people throwing their trash at them, which I love. <laughs> I just absolutely love. So there's stories about him, like who, like that he is that he can be wrathful and like that he's like um, obviously like he's assaulted people by throwing trash at them. But they, they, overall, like they more think of him as like benevolent. Like he takes care of children that are lost in the woods. Yeah, he gives people edible mushrooms when they do a good job taking care of the forest like he is precious that is i okay so i kind of love the leshy i kind of love the leshy yeah. and i kind of wonder if they if he's similar to bigfoot like we just say bigfoot not a bigfoot or like are there multiple leshy? right is like, he is bigfoot a leshy yeah because is he That's a virgin interesting. i was kind of picturing the leshy as the what are they called from lord of the rings the an int and yeah yeah as that yeah. very much so yeah. and in fact there's some stories and legends of him that like when a leshy like dies he becomes a tree like Aww. he he like emerge like he like i'm also kind of picturing like a tree man walking behind people throwing trash and then like becoming a tree again so you like yeah. turn around and there's <laughs> just a tree frozen, <laughs> frozen tree <laughs> like. but it, i can imagine it'd be a creepy thing like if you're at like at a campfire and the fire's gone too long or you didn't yeah. put your embers out correctly and he like approaches your campsite and is like put out this fire <laughs> like yeah that would be pretty spooky it would so i mean again they definitely refer to him as more balloon, but it's all again about respecting nature and taking care of nature yeah and the same can be true well <laughs> we had to throw this one in there there's not a ton of lore that i found about the alkanosts right um except that she's like 
a bird chick who likes to lay eggs. Well, I mean, and she also, I mean, she also has that connection to nature because of the thunderstorm eggs, yeah. too. So that sounds like true, like, mythology. Like, that why does, are thunderstorms? It sounds like a, like a literal mythology. Like, why do thunderstorms yeah. happen? Oh, it's like the Alkanos is laying her eggs. Like, right, exactly. Oh, that makes sense. Like, ah, got it. Say no more. I follow you completely. <laughs> got it. Um, I, so I love the Leshy, but I also love the Bannocks. The Bannocks Little are awesome. naked gnome men who just guarding. like to chill in the sauna. We're guarding the peace of it. And again, it sounds like rules. Like, yes. don't show up. It's all very rule-based. Yeah, don't show up drunk. Yep. Don't leave the water run. Don't waste water. Don't take up all the hot water in the shower. Like, yep. be respectful of others in your surroundings and let me enjoy my freaking sauna. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I actually really love that. I can't help but wonder if it's like, are like Slovakian people just like not very like forward and expressing things like the, <laughs> that they have to like come up with myths to be like, to keep people in line? So to me, and this might be a weird takeaway after all of these stories, but for some reason, all of these like cryptids and myths are making me feel cozy. Yeah. Is, is, is that weird? Like I said, there's something about like weird. the Slavic lore that is a little bit maybe more ingrained yeah. than we even could have yes. comprehended because it's been kind of assimilated um, since there's so much immigration from Eastern Europeans into America that it is maybe just like a part of our understanding. Yeah. It's part of like the melting pot vibe so that like it's just part of it. So like whenever we hear an origin story for it, we're like... That's vaguely familiar to yes. me. Like, that's like the that vibes. sounds familiar. Isn't that in weird? Yeah. I was thinking about that too. But the, like by far, it seems like the worst ones on the list are the Vodian, Vodian noise and vampires, obviously. And va- yeah, I mean, we've, we've talked about vampires in several different types of, yeah. of episodes of like different sorts. And this is like another version of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing that for a Vodianoi that sets it apart for me is like it's it said it's created when someone can't get into heaven and won't be accepted into hell. Yeah, like what does that mean? Is it like a purgatory okay, well, thing? Again, <laughs> bringing us back once more to 2009 and uh, <laughs> like Tumblr era. The, I hear that and I hear like one of the girls who thinks they're really cool and is like, like couldn't get into heaven and hell wouldn't take me. <laughs> It's like a hot topic T-shirt. It really is. <laughs> it's a, it's a my take me. It's like the your bio on your MySpace page. It is. It's like your away message on AIM. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> too too bad for heaven and hell wouldn't take me. Leave a message and I'll come back. Mine on my MySpace was rebel without a clue. <laughs> Played. You have like music playing in yeah. the background. Oh, I definitely had Jimmy World, the oh, sweetness yeah. playing in the Everybody background. Everybody learned just enough HTML to put like raining snow, snow down on your put page. A, put a cool like your image cursor, for your cursor. Yeah. We were all coding at 15. We really were. <laughs> oh my gosh. But we digress. Anyway. But <laughs> as a mythological creature, like what does that say? Like mythology was a way of trying to understand the world around you right yeah so what does it say about trying to understand about like the boundaries of of heaven and hell and what you need to do to avoid one or be welcome in another yeah is there something that you could do that would deny you access to both which is like a conundrum that is yeah that's interesting i mean i don't know a ton of what the religious belief systems there are um but to me i mean that sounds almost like 
not even demonic because that's more hell, but like other, other, other. Most of, I mean, it's it's pretty Eastern Orthodox Christian, like okay. So, I mean, with obviously some variations, but um, in diversity. Like, uh, okay, we brought up the uh, comparison to like Greeks and Romans and stuff. So, what I think of when I'm thinking of how to interpret that phrase is like, there's the underworld, but. There's also Tartarus, which is, like, where the Titans are locked away, which yeah. is, like, worse than the underworld. Yeah. So it's, like, that's kind of, like, that, mm-hmm. I'm like that separation. And the Titans are, like, older than More ancient the Greek than gods. Even so the it's, gods. like, they are other. They are before yeah. the gods. I kind of like thinking of it like that. So, so maybe that's, that's it. That's, yeah. It, the, the only plausible two interpretations are that or 2009 Tumblr. Yeah. So <laughs> And that's where we're, we're going to have to leave <laughs> leave that one there for now. So we, we chatted again about vampires. These seem to be a little bit more, these almost seem more like 30 Days of Night vampires-esque. Did you ever see 30 Days of Night? I didn't. Oh, no. It, that w- that's the, probably, the, it's pretty gory. But the whole premise is like the vampires invade um, a city near the Arctic Circle where there's no daylight for 24 days um so like they basically just wreak havoc and eat everybody josh hartnett's there (laughs) speaking of 2009 (laughs) yeah i mean i love a good vampire tale um these ones are i think a little bit more as you said i think earlier creature like yeah it's like something changes after they they die like it's like anything. it does seem a little werewolfy it does yeah they it's it's they're converted basically from their human form into something that's like completely unrecognizable as yeah. as a human so a little different it, it doesn't quite um i'm sure it kind of like shifts from region to region but anyway all this discussion on uh, on creatures maybe could bring us to our verdict yeah so how what are we gonna do our verdict on how are we gonna that's a good question i, I would mean... say <laughs> let's Let's give just like on on a total of of a Slavic mythology, and then if we have any ones that we'd like to say, like with the exception of, mm. we can. Okay. So on the total of the seven creatures of Slavic mythology, we're gonna say honestly, honestly haunted. not haunted. Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. And then, but I would say I would give a little break. I would say a caveat for haunted would be. The following would probably be the Leshy, just because I believe in Bigfoot. So yeah. the Leshy would be some sort of entity or spirit that I, I think I could I could count on. <laughs> I could count on. <laughs> I him. could count on. And then um, probably the Rosalka as, okay. as kind of a, a, a vengeful water nymph thing going on. Okay. And then maybe Baba Yaga to an extent. Yeah. I have questions, but there's such a prevalence through so many different cultures of her mm-hmm. that I'm I like to talk about her some more. So So that's exactly why I did say haunt. Okay. Is because so many of these permeate outside. And so like on the whole, that's mm-hmm. where I was coming from. Like mm-hmm. The Rizalki reminds me so much of Selkies, um, the Ask, uh, the, uh... Alkanost. Alkanost, um, sounds very mythology, Thunderbird-style, yeah. like, like, mythology-based, um, 
vampires, obviously. We, yeah, we do that. Baba Yaga, I, I definitely knew about and also permeates throughout. Um, like, so I guess, I guess the reason I came down on that is, is because of the impact that I feel like a lot of these cryptids Mm -hmm. and similar types of cryptid stories have that what you were saying earlier about it all feeling slightly familiar that's why I landed Mm -hmm. on that not saying like yeah there are 100% these like cryptids hanging out and we're all gonna see them and everything but like but I do think there's just there's I don't know there's like some sort of presence in it there's a power in it yes. i would say so that's that's kind of why i laid it there and i'm i ultimately i am torn because it's like some of these but i feel like the underlying theme like it, i think it points to a lot of the the moral compass and, and code yes. of the culture which speaks to like why why these creatures might exist so completely and i 100 percent agree with you there I think for me, it's it was really hard to figure out how I wanted to respond to this because I think so much of mythology comes from like morality of the time it and does, trying to explain yeah. things. But that doesn't necessarily mean that there isn't something to those stories beyond that. Words and stories give, give birth to yeah. power and legend and can create energy yeah. out of out of something that might have just been a story at one point things like uh, aleshi could be could be a really real like metaphysical being that exists in our world right things like theokinos things like baba yaga things like uh rusalka tend to flirt with that line of mm-hmm. in the in- and even um Vodia noise to an extent yeah float in that kind of realm between physical and under like so i don't know it, it'd be one that like i don't know i would love to hear someone's yeah yeah sit down and tell me a story of how their great grandmother was approached by a rusaka in the woods you know like i would like i would hang on every single word and be totally obsessed by someone like from right from someone who is from that heritage that is like part of the stories that are handed down with that kind of like rich background i would like completely eat that up and you know if i mean like i love all of these stories so maybe maybe at some point on our patreon or something we'll do like a deeper dive into some of these yeah or... i'd like to do an approach of like baba yaga throughout all of the oh, slavic yes. countries that could seem to have like kind of a different spin and different stories on her so yeah and there's a few other ones obviously that all kind of have an example in a different country with a different story or different name and tell us about your interpretations too if you're like hey this sounds exactly like my culture's ex like yeah we'd love to know that we've we've got one of those (laughs) (laughs) but it's not a siren leave it alone it's not a siren you know me you've seen my downstairs (laughs) mix-up Easy now, fuzzy little peach man. Well, we're going to go update our MySpace pages and watch old Greg. And we'll be back next week with more Honestly Haunted. Thank you, as always, for listening to Honestly Haunted. Please follow us on social media at Honestly Haunted and consider becoming a Patreon supporter to help us continue to grow. If you haven't already, leave us a five-star review. We'll be back with more Honestly Haunted. Honestly Haunted.